podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again for another show. Hope you're doing well during this international break. Got some international football coming up over the weekend. Hopefully we'll see some Chelsea players do well. But today... It's the breakdown. We want to look at some Chelsea topics and players in more detail. So we're going to be focusing on the brilliance of Cole Palmer, Raheem Sterling and tweaks to Chelsea's midfield on the Pochettino that are making a better team. But before we get into any of that good stuff, please hit that like button. Helps more people find the show. Share it around with your friends so more Chelsea fans can get involved in the community. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the content and turn those notifications on. And if you are listening on the podcast, thank you for tuning in and make sure to give us a five-star review. It helps out and five stars is the appropriate number of stars for Son of Chelsea. But let's get into it. So Cole Palmer has obviously been a big influence for Chelsea over recent games. The headline stats around him are impressive on their own. We could end the show right there after reading these out. So Cole Palmer has made three starts for Chelsea. In those three starts, he's made three assists, scored one goal. Cole Palmer has registered at least one big chance in each of his last four games for Chelsea. One of those, of course, coming off the bench against Aston Villa. No player playing in the Premier League is on a longer run at the moment. He's being productive. You do not need a degree in pressonomics to understand why Cole Palmer is effective, what he is doing to impact Chelsea's game. But I wanted to look a little bit deeper on maybe things that aren't exactly leading to a goal or an assist, but things that should give us confidence that those things will lead to hopefully more productivity at Stamford Bridge this season by Cole Palmer. I think the first thing that really impresses me about him as a player is his just knack and desire to constantly hit the ball forward, play forward passes. You know, it's not the most groundbreaking piece of analysis I'm going to do. But given Chelsea in recent years, given our frustration of the number of times in recent seasons where a Chelsea forward makes a good run behind a defence, a Chelsea player has the ball but doesn't play the pass and we just recycle possession to absolute boredom side to side and we become so predictable and slow and it's easy to defend against it's nice to see that Cole Palmer is a player who can find passes that are going to disrupt defenses that is going to make Chelsea hopefully a lot more dangerous a lot more unpredictable and I think there were several examples throughout the Burnley game and also the Brighton game that I want to point out right now I'll be showing you some of the screenshots if you are watching on YouTube the first one was literally within the first 10 to 15 seconds of the game against Burnley literally the first time Cole Palmer gets the ball against Burnley he turns near the touchline and plays a ball looking for Armando Breuer down the wing he receives the ball back and Chelsea are suddenly inside Burnley's own box sure it becomes a crowded box that they had to work through throughout that first half to get their first goal before half time but it shows you how quickly Cole Palmer can turn kind of defence into attack or just a position where Chelsea can move up the pitch, get bodies into the opposing box and hopefully create an opportunity. I think also the positional freedom of Cole Palmer throughout the first half was encouraging too. He was constantly looking to link play. He was able to move centrally and especially trying to move the ball from right to left was a consistent theme as Chelsea tried to get Raheem Sterling kind of isolated. It looked like just a, a consistent theme re-watching the game was, was Cole Palmer looking for a crossfield ball to Raheem Sterling or as I said move centrally and then 
released Raheem Sterling on the left side, which obviously became a real dangerous threat for Chelsea against Burnley throughout the game. But moving back to that game against Brighton, there were a few passes in the first half where he came a little bit more central from that right flank. Uh, that game, he was playing more as a number 10 in a 4-2-3-1, but he finds Ian Matson with this delicious low ball that takes out several Brighton players and puts Ian Matson through um, into the box. And again, this is that kind of vision and that creativity that many fans have been calling out for for several years because it's all right having those intricate patterns, but you do need players, the best teams need players who are going to do something maybe out of the ordinary. It's kind of hard whenever we're sort of dissecting players and their performances especially from a smaller sample size to gauge is it a player instruction you know an instruction from the coach is Pochettino telling players to do this on this specific occasion against this opponent uh, and this is what we're going to do on this day or is it to do with the player's own instincts is it to do with the player's own ability and confidence I think all of those things are a mix but whatever it is I really like what I'm seeing from Cole Palmer at the moment I think the other thing just to add here that excites me as we get closer to that Arsenal game is the return of Reese James and the combination on that right side if Cole Palmer keeps playing there with Cole Palmer and Reese James how those two can switch rotate and become a real threat I think that is something that has to excite all Chelsea fans as we head into the rest of the season because of course Cole Palmer signed after Reese James got injured at the start of this season so to see those two in the same Chelsea starting lineup is absolutely mouthwatering and hopefully we can see it a lot this season and it will make Chelsea an even more productive team but we want to talk about Raheem Sterling as well got to give him some flowers for his involvement being involved in all four goals on Saturday and uh, it was wonderful to see and it's been brilliant to see how Raheem Sterling has looks like a completely different player this season I spoke about this after the Burnley game I think just from a wide perspective and a lot of it is to do with Raheem Sterling, but I also think it's to do with, at least from what I've seen from wide players, I think Mikhailo Mudrik, we, we saw this against Fulham, we, we saw this against Bournemouth, we've seen this in recent games where wide players are being a lot more direct, going at their fullback on a more consistent basis and not kind of just safely recycling the ball. And it's good because it changes the dynamic of, of Chelsea's attack. As I say, it makes us more dangerous. It's nice to see those players having the confidence and the ability to go forward and actually go at their man and try and create a mistake, which is what Raheem Sterling created on two occasions on Saturday. The first was from an own goal where you, you put the ball into that corridor of uncertainty and sure, the deflection was lucky, but I think it was, if you watch that full game, you watch the full first half, Raheem Sterling kept on going down that left flank and either looking to get a shot away at goal or get a ball inside the box. And I think he, he deserved his luck in the end. Chelsea did, especially for Sterling's work in the second half. A burst of acceleration into the box. He commits a foul and he gets a penalty that changes the game. In the third instance, of course, he scores the third goal, but the fourth goal, a quick turn of pace, bombing down the left, a ball crossed um, the box that finds uh, Cole Palmer, who then finds Nicholas Jackson, we get another goal. So all round, that aggressive nature from Raheem Sterling has really, really been encouraging. And I think it's a sign of how Pochettino is helping to transform our attack and make it a lot more direct and hopefully in the long term, a lot more productive. Literally within 37 seconds of the game, I'll put another screenshot up here, how Sterling was already going at his fullback and was kind of foreshadowing what was going to happen throughout the game to help Chelsea win quite comfortably. Another key thing that I've picked up on and others have picked up on is central midfield. Um, obviously, such a vital area. Chelsea invested heavily in it over the summer, bringing in Moises Casado, uh, Romeo Lavia earlier in the year with Enzo Fernandez. 
but seeing how there's been a tweak in recent days um, and how that's actually benefiting Chelsea. So firstly, Conor Gallagher. Got to give more flowers to Conor Gallagher. In my last breakdown episode, we spoke about Conor Gallagher, why he deserves more credit, wearing that captain's armband at the moment whilst Reese James has been injured. He's been wearing it. He's been playing so well. He's been advancing as a player, maturing in that role, which I think is wonderful to see. No player has won possession in the final third more times than Conor Gallagher in the Premier League this season. That is 13 times. Just speaks to his ability to press that kind of um, marriage in heaven, really, I think, between Pochettino and Conor Gallagher. That was so obvious when you looked at Conor Gallagher, his profile as a player, what he could bring from an aggressive, off-the-ball pressing point of view. It was obvious that Poch was going to like Conor Gallagher, but it's not just that. It's what he does all round that makes him a really beneficial player to complement that midfield so well. And I think Chicago Dimitri made this brilliant uh, pie chart so far this season from 585 minutes uh, from the che- from Chelsea's Premier League games. And as I'll describe if you're listening on the podcast, in this pie chart, it kind of shows how varied and rounded really Conor Gallagher's game is in terms of interceptions, in terms of tackles, in terms of progressive passes, through balls, uh, successful dribbles, progressive carry distance, turnovers, headers won. I mean, it's just, it shows a player who is getting better, I think becoming a better developed player as he gets older, gets more minutes, gets more responsibility within this Chelsea team. And he really complements his other two midfielders within the current system well. And that is, of course, Casado and Enzo Fernandez. I just want to show average positions because... In recent weeks, of course, we got so frustrated um, with Enzo Fernandez kind of playing as this advanced 10 and it not really suiting him. And what is uh, Pochettino going to do in central midfield? And the average positions against Burnley show basically a 4-3-3. It shows uh, Enzo Fernandez and Conor Gallagher kind of the more advanced and, and as you expect, Casado a little bit deeper. Watching the game back, it felt more and more like Gallagher was the most advanced midfielder on the right side, very much linking up with Cole Palmer over there and was always looking to press up, always looking to kind of make it a 4-2-3-1 at times. Uh, But that was really, really impressive. And and I think this midfield three is getting the best out of all three three players. And I'll prove it right now by some numbers uh, in recent games. So Moise Casado registered more successful ball recoveries and more blocks than any other player for either Burnley or Chelsea on Saturday. But I feel Liam Toomey did a really good piece for The Athletic, specifically looking and showing many examples and screenshots that definitely suggest go and read the piece on Chelsea's midfield, how Casado, Gallagher and Fernandez are forming quite the trio and could be quite a threat for Premier League opponents in upcoming weeks and months. And firstly, Fernandez, how much freedom he's had. And I'll put this graph up once again, and it shows Enzo Fernandez progressive passes in the Premier League so far and it's so varied and it shows you what Enzo Fernandez does best how he dictates things and how he needs that freedom in central midfield to yeah at times as a number eight move forward when he needs to but also pick the ball up from the back four and really dictate things and find passes from there that's what Enzo's best at and kind of limiting him to either a defensive midfield role which we kind of had to at the back end of last season or this kind of advanced 10 is not the way to get the best out of Enzo as a complete midfielder And what's helping Enzo, I think, get that freedom is the mobility and the tackling of the players around him. And that is both, of course, assisted by Conor Gallagher and Moises Casado. Another stat brought up by Liam Toomey in The Athletic here is that if you look at true tackles per 1,000 opposition touches of Premier League midfielders since the start of last season, Conor Gallagher is second to Joao Paulinho with 10.9 and Moises Casado is down at 8.9. So very high from both of those midfielders. They are winning the ball back for Chelsea they are being aggressive so it's adding that mobility that Chelsea have lacked in recent years in such a vital area of the pitch and it's nice to see that quickly uh, 
uh, Pochettino is finding that midfield trio. Now, of course, as has been asked of me in added time, as I'm sure you guys are thinking right now, Chelsea have options to put in that area. You've got Kani Chukomeka returning from injury. You've got Romeo Lavia. Of course, it sounds weird to say Christopher Nkunku as a midfielder, but if we're being honest, you know, when we look back to pre-season, he was playing Pochettino a 4-2-3-1 and Nkunku, as he admitted himself, was a vital part of Pochettino's attacking plan, kind of as that number 10, that roaming player who could operate in, in centre-forward areas, but also go a little bit deeper, make run, late runs into the box. And he was doing that really well before that injury. So that is obviously going to be a huge question. And who drops out when Nkunku returns? What is the knock-on effect? Now you've got Carl Palmer doing uh, such a fine job. I think these are all big questions, but I don't think they are negative ones. I think they are exciting ones. So those are my thoughts. Let me know yours in the comments below. If you did enjoy this video, please hit that like button. You can check out some more videos right now. Uh, make sure if you're listening on the podcast to give us a positive rate and review. Hit that subscribe button. Follow Son of Chelsea across the socials and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.